0: The Buckeyes are going to roll. I love
1: the over. at the points are going to be scored.
0: Last week, I went six of eight units. Made a boatload of money. Clemson's going to put up 55 points by themselves.
1: He's not the coach. Get fence there for the hump. we going to throw some major money on this bet. I'm taking the over.
0: Looking at where the models and the lines are running, at least two scores difference. And then my in the boom. lock of the week. This is the two-unit play. If you're going to bet
2: with me, it's got to be good.
0: Mickey, Scotty ready to go make our listeners some money? Good evening, listeners, and welcome to Sports Bet's Fun. It's Friday night, uh, December 11th, and we are recording the show live tonight. Uh, this podcast will also drop later tonight on Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, and Apple Podcasts. We just got approved for that earlier today, so we're excited to have that. Uh, as our name suggests, we talk sports, make bets, and we have fun doing it all. In addition to our podcast, be sure to follow us on Twitter, at SportsBetsFun, and also check out our website, at SportsBetsFun.com, for a fresh take on sports and sports betting content. I'm Maddie Money. Joining me are my partners in crime, our co-hosts, Mickey Reno, and Scotty B. Good. Mickey, I saw you had a big win last night, picking the Rams to cover. I bet you enjoyed watching LA jump out to that early lead there, did you?
1: Oh, I loved it. It's always nice to win. Speaking of wins, if you guys saw my Friday action guide on sportsbetsfund.com earlier today, you know I've already cashed a winning ticket tonight riding the Herm train and Arizona State in that thumping bloodbath they put on their in state rival, the Arizona Wildcats. Hey, like Scotty says, a dollar won is twice as sweet as a dollar earned. And speaking of Scotty, we were dogging him hard on Tuesday's pod about his Final Four. But Scotty's here tonight, and I know he's got some thoughts on Ohio State, the Big Ten,
2: and if the Buckeyes have earned it. Scotty, what's up, man? You going to defend yourself? Hey, boys, what's happening? Yeah, it's time to defend myself. And that's a nice transition there, Mickey. Uh, You know, talking about earning something, right? Hey, have they earned it? And, And by they, you know what I'm talking about. The Buckeyes, have, can you honestly say that they've earned it, right? And the answer is pretty easy, in my honest opinion, and the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they beat a bad Penn State team by 13. They beat Rutgers by 22. They beat Indiana by seven. You know, now they're favored over a mediocre, mediocre Northwestern team who just lost lost a pitiful Michigan State team by 20. You know, they're, they're favored by 21 and a half points, guys. They've not played anybody, and that's not what I call earning your way in the playoff bracket. If you want some cold hard truth, if I read you the schedule, listen, if I just read you the schedule of Ohio State, right, and you didn't know the team I was talking about, kind of like a blind resume, would you put that team in? Is that you asking us that question? Yeah. Yeah, so if you saw Ohio State's resume, right, but a blind resume, you don't know it's Ohio State's. They've only played 5 games and those are the teams they play by those margins of victory. Are you putting them in? Would you say, "Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to fight for that team."
0: Well, you know what? I tell you what, Scotty. This is why I love that the college football playoff committee uses the eye test. They actually watch the game on the field. They see how the team executes. They see the talent level that they have. And when they flip that channel over to a team like Texas A&M, they see them squeaking by Vanderbilt by 5 points looking less than impressive against an LSU team that you talk about, talk about Northwestern beating mediocre. Let's talk about LSU. Let's talk about Auburn. They are the epitome of mediocre this year, Scotty. That's, that's what I have to say about that. They passed the eye test. And this year, as you know, this year we didn't have these cross conference games uh, or too many of them. So that is uh, the eye test. I think is where we're going to have to lean on. And uh, you make a great point. The committee needs to lean on the eye test because a lot of these teams resumes you know, they don't have 10 games with three or four ranked opponents really, to really really measure them against. So that's what I got to say about that, Scotty.
2: Well, now, now listen, you know, if, if I also think if they wouldn't have been started off so ranked so high in the polls, right, because it is Ohio State, <laughs> there's no way they're going to climb the polls beating those teams by six, seven, 14 points, you know. Now listen, I'm going to get real with you, okay? Do I, think do I think they're a top four team in the country? Probably, all right? They probably are. Now I'm going to get a little more real with you. Is does it really matter where they make it or not? It don't matter. Listen, this is a two-horse race, boys. It's Bama and Clemson. And hey, by the way, you know I've been churching up Clemson a lot. I've been talking about what they're going to do to Notre Dame, right? Have you seen what that line, the spreads, already opened up at? Huh?
0: Well, oh, I, I I love that, and and I, I know you're already itching to get to the Clemson Notre Dame, but I just want to I just want to come I just want to come back to this for a second. I so. Uh, you, you talk about Ohio State starting out the season ranked pretty high, and, and look, I'll give you that. There's a little Power Five bias there, and, and we're gonna we're gonna uh, tease that because we're gonna get in that a little bit later in the show, and that's actually something I want to bring up is some of this Power Five bias that the committee has, not towards Ohio State, but maybe towards uh, another team. But if I if I'm you in the SEC, if I'm Alabama, um, if I'm Clemson, I'll, I'll tell you this, Scotty. I actually would love the fact that this this year you would get to play Ohio State potentially in the playoffs because they've only played five or will have played five or six games. They won't have had the opportunity to really uh, gel gel their team. They've had a week here where they're off. They're playing. They're off. They haven't really had that big time test that you know they traditionally have. So they're going to be walking into a semifinal game against another elite opponent, but not really having that. Uh, That really strong test. Take a look at Clemson. Let's come back to this Clemson Notre Dame. Clemson's played Notre Dame and they'll play again. So those both those teams, if they make it in, which I do think those are going to be two of the other three teams and they're going to have played two games against, you know, really, you know, top quality competition. So they're going to be battle tested, as they say. So uh, Clemson Notre Dame. Last I saw, what did it open at what nine and a half, Scotty?
2: Yep, that's right. Hey, and, and guys, listen, if you if you want to bet on that game, you better go ahead and bet on it now because that line's only going to grow a lot larger. Because I just put so much money down on that game on Clemson that I'm telling you why it's, that line might move to about 14 by tomorrow morning.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, that's awesome. Uh,
0: well, hey, you know what, Scotty, and I, I got me thinking because I knew you're going to come in, come in flying hot on on Ohio State in this. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of throw a little curveball at, at you and Mickey. Uh, keep you know keep things a little fresh and keep you on your toes with this show. So the intro, you guys, you know, we've been running this new intro to our show the last few weeks, and it opens with an awesome audio clip of of Scotty uh, saying, you know, Buckeyes gonna roll. Let's play that again. I just want to play that real quick. We'll play just the first ten seconds of this intro. So. You'll hear it, but this is intentional. We got our SEC boy talking up the Buckeyes. Just give it a quick listen. But I got something else for you after that.
2: Buckeyes are gonna roll. I love. I
0: love (laughs) that. That's what I love. I love that. But you know what? If you're not all high on Ohio State, like maybe we need to change that intro. So I was kind of going back through some audio clips and and tell me what you guys think about this. I, I think it captures the spirit of the show pretty well. Check this one out. It's coming. It's coming.
1: <laughs> you ready to have Mickey feed you that oh-so-delicious steak? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey we, are we jumping the gun here? The steak dinner boom pick isn't coming up for a little bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you'd get a kick out of that, gentlemen. So. Hey,
1: as much as the listeners want to hear me talk <laughs> about my meat, uh, you know, our listeners also... You know, don't want to hear us Big Ten guys ganging up on the SEC. The rest of the show, we got a lot to get to. But before we transition, Scotty, what's what's one last? word? I'm going to let you get into the last word. We beat you up on Tuesday night, and you weren't here,
2: so the floor is yours, my friend. Yeah, man, guys, I get what's going on, right? The, the Big Ten, listen, they're they're going to bend and change this rule to get their team in the playoffs, just like I feel like any other conference would do, right? They're going to go to they're going go to go f- to battle for their own for their own team, right? And uh, they, they managed the whole season so poorly up to this point. And that's ultimately what really bugs me, right? It's not that Ohio State's not good enough to get in. But now that they're last minute, you know, they're trying to scramble and fix some things, and they're just kind of making up rules as they go. You know, it, you guys tell me this, too. If, you, if this was Indiana, Northwestern, Illinois, and then in the same boat, is the conference going to do the same thing for them? I don't think they're going to respond the same way. They need to get their acts together. They need to take notes from the SEC, Undisputably, the best conference of college football. You probably would agree with that. That's all I got for you, boys, right there.
1: <laughs> yeah, Scotty, you make some. You make some good points, but we all know when you get on the SEC and the Big Ten guys together, we could talk about this all night long. Uh, I don't agree with you, but you know we'll move on. Uh, exciting
0: show. Thanks for slapping that in there, Mickey. I don't agree with you, but we'll be we'll,
2: we'll yeah.
1: on. Well we got we got a great show tonight for our listeners. We're gonna kick things off with a round table, break down this weekend's games of interest or at least what's left of those games of interest and then, then why everyone's here listening to us tonight. We're gonna dish our money making picks. Uh, Maddie, mm-hmm. let's get that round table going.
0: Yeah, let's do it. So uh, tonight we're going to do a roundtable-style segment. Each of us are bringing a big-time topic that we want to discuss. So I'll share mine first. We'll banner a little bit back and forth, and, and we'll go from there. So as I alluded a little bit earlier, power five bias. That's what I'm calling this. And where I'm zeroing in on is Iowa State being ranked number seven by the College Football Playoff Committee If you followed me on Twitter this week, you see I had plenty to say. Uh, I have an article up on sportsbetsfund.com ranting about this, uh, and I wanted to use this platform to rant a little bit more because this really rubs me the wrong way. So Iowa State's number seven. They're eight and two. They have two losses, and one of those is to Louisiana Lafayette, 31-14 earlier in this season, gentlemen. So I'm going to tee this up for you. Then I want to get your, your feedback on this. The Raging Cajuns are nine and one, so their only loss is to undefeated Coastal Carolina. They're ten and zero, and they just beat you know last week we we watched that game. They beat a top fifteen BYU team. So I'm looking at this, and the Sun Belt itself went three and zero against the Big Twelve earlier in the season. Coastal beat Kansas, Arkansas State beat Kansas State, and of course uh, the Raging Cajuns uh, had that win over the Cyclones. So we talk about. How head-to-head matters. The committee talks about you know you play the games and and the results on the field, but it really looks like to me power five bias. Um, Iowa State was they're ranked uh, number nine and they jumped to number seven. And I'm looking at Oklahoma at number eleven. I'm looking at Texas at number twenty. Texas is only one spot behind the Raging Cajuns. So that's. That's what, I, that, that, that's what I. really kind of rubs me the wrong way, this power five bias. And really my, my general point, I think, is what happens on the field should matter and more than, more than anything this season because there aren't that many cross-conference games. I think you have to, you have to take the ones you do have and, and use those to gauge it. So, Mickey, I'll kick it over to you first, but give me your feedback on this.
1: Well, the committee, when breaking down the rankings traditionally, always seems to come back to who you beat matters. And if you're Iowa State and you've crept to number seven in the country, you have a loss to Louisiana, who has one loss this season to Coastal Carolina, who's undefeated. Uh, the, that, to me, speaks to who you beat matters. Uh, bigger picture, I, I don't really care. We're talking wait, about- wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, wait. You say who you beat matters. Louisiana Lafayette beat Iowa State. It doesn't look like that mattered though.
1: That's what I'm saying. I said traditionally they say who you beat matters. They're
0: not doing that this time. Oh, I, gotcha. hey, I Maddie, got you.
1: I I agree with you. I just, I'm not going to break a sweat talking about fun <laughs> the fun belt.
0: The fun man. But hey, this is about the little guy, Scotty, and I want to get you in on this. You know, you, you're an SEC guy, and, and we, we all know SEC is the, the crown jewel of college football right after the Big Ten. And <laughs> <laughs> you you're like oh, I put that yeah. in there? No, but you know, you got the SEC up there. We're talking big money. You got the big 10 out there big I mean those two teams those two conferences you could probably throw in um well I don't, you know maybe the ACC with Clemson I don't know but it's, it's you know you have big time college football but then you have the little guys and the gaps closing on these you know we talked about this a few weeks ago right the you know the, the the number of scholarships each team's got 85 cap on it and just the number of players that are being developed coming out of this like as as Mickey likes to say the fun bout like these teams are better and better and better. They're better than they were ten years ago, and I think that gap is closing. Not with the Alabamas and the Clemson's and and, and those teams, but the gap's closing with the mid uh, mid level teams in the SEC, in the Big Ten, and definitely in the Pac twelve and the Big Twelve. So that's where my head is. But how do you see it?
2: No, I think that's well said, uh, Mister Money. I think that you know the, some of these teams like your like your liberty and coastal's and things like that they can absolutely play with some of the you know some of these mid runners and in, in some of the bigger conferences right sort of the middle of the pack um, when you look at coastal i mean as they played 10 games this this season so far they've got two left and if they can go ahead and which i think they will do beat the raging cajuns once again they're going to have four top 25 tw- top 25 team wins okay BYU, at State, and then the Raging Cajuns twice. And you just alluded to the fact that the Raging Cajuns have beat Iowa State this year, right? Um, and the fact that they, the way they manned up to play BYU, had them come in on, what, three days' notice. And I know BYU had to travel. Uh, but still, it just shows you they're willing to do what it takes, whatever it takes, to try to to try to, to make that footprint, again, and earn it, like earn that spot, right? Um, so, the, the, yeah, these teams, um, the, that gap, is it is narrowing, uh, again, but it's, as you said, you know, Maddie. That, that these top teams, the gap's not narrowing with anyone, right? So the top teams in the SEC, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Clemson, things like that, that gap's still there. But these other teams have, yeah. have moved have moved into that kind of – like we talked about the tiered system, right? Kind of in that second tier where they can compete with these guys.
0: Absolutely. Well, and you know what? Give credit to both BYU and Coastal. Let's get Absolutely. a game together. Let's go play a couple top 20 teams. Uh, we saw this week, you know, Texas A&M with an open – Open uh, date, Ohio State with with Michigan canceled. There's a lot of buzz. Let's get these two teams together. That'll be a de facto quarterfinal. Neither team, neither conference really seemed too interested in making that happen. Um, And you compare that to the the little guys. They made it happen, man. So you got to give them props for that. So, uh, Mickey, any other thoughts on this?
1: Uh, That Coastal Carolina-BYU game was one of the more exciting games of the year. It's a shame that with all the cancellations and scheduling quirks, brought on by COVID this year. We haven't seen more last-minute big games. Uh, We were pushing for Texas A&M and Ohio State to get together this week, even Cincinnati and Ohio State, but come to find out, Cincinnati had some COVID issues of their own. Uh, There were some rumors floating around the interwebs that Ohio State and Texas A&M did have a verbal agreement, but uh, that was uh, poo-pooed by each conference. So who knows if that's real, but would have been a great one.
0: Well, yeah, we can always dream, but... Let's move on from this. I've, I've spent uh, the last few days ranting and raving about this power five bias. I'm ready to sort of move on and get into the weekend. Uh, Mickey, let's jump over to you. What uh, what do you want to chat about tonight?
1: Yeah, I will talk a little bit about the NFL. We're heading into week 14. The pecking order in the AFC and NFC is taking shape. It's going to be a huge weekend of games. Uh, Scotty tweeted out a DraftKings NFL odds boost this week that's taking place this weekend. Tweeted it out earlier today. Recommend checking that out at Scotty
2: Betts on Twitter. Scotty, tell us about it. Yeah, guys. uh, DraftKings, they're offering a 20% boost on winnings for every NFL game this weekend. And that's incredible. Um, I may bet on every game. I mean, shoot, boys, you know I've never never met a bet that I didn't like. (laughs) (laughs) And you're not going to believe this either, man. DraftKings is also offering a plus 100 odds boost that's up from negative 10,000, minus 10,000, that Derrick Henry, the best running back in the NFL, hands down, will rush for more than 0.5 yards. Well, I'll put a max bet of 50 bucks, which is mean I just won 50 bucks. So, appreciate you, DraftKings. It's pretty good stuff, man. You
1: got to like that.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's a complete steal. They're paying you to bet.
1: That's right. Absolutely. Also, they're, they're, they're clearly not sponsoring us because what we're saying has not been approved by their DraftKings <laughs> legal team. Uh, if you're in a state that allows it, go get the DraftKings app, download it, log in, read about all the terms and conditions taking, taking place this weekend on this deal, and go take advantage of this. Scotty's going to be taking advantage of it in Tennessee. I know I'll be making my NFL picks this weekend on DraftKings in Illinois. Uh, this is a great deal. We're going to jump on it and uh, make some money, which is something we'd like to do. But back to the the NFL. So in the AFC, starting to shape up to be a three-horse race between the Steelers, Chiefs, and Buffalo. Buffalo and Steelers are meeting this week. Uh, Both teams have been playing pretty good this season. We got Cleveland, Miami, Tennessee, Indianapolis, Baltimore in the mix. I don't think any of those teams have a legit shot to actually be contenders this year, but the top teams overall in the NFL are, are residing in the AFC. Scotty, I know you're down in, in Nashville. You've been following the Titans closer this
2: year? Yeah, and and the, I would uh, have to disagree with you on this one, Mickey, because I do feel like the Titans are a legit contender. Dude, they got
1: you think the Titans, old, think the Titans are going to go into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs?
2: Absolutely. Look at <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the Titans own the Chiefs. Own the Chiefs. and that's. And right, really let me that's... Let me
1: put it this way. You think if the Titans and Browns were to meet in the first round, that the Titans would come out of that one?
2: Yeah, I do. All right, I, do. I like it. That would that,
0: that would be a good game. I would like to see yeah, that one. Yeah. Actually, well, so
2: I mean, so the 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 Browns got a big jump on them this past weekend. Titans fought their way, clawed their ways back to make it a six point game. Um, but out of, out of the AFC, I, I feel like you got three true contenders. I think the Chiefs, I think you got the Chiefs, you got the Titans, and you got the Bills, as you were saying. I think those are the three contenders to get to the Super Bowl. I truly do. You got a couple other good teams in there, the Colts. I mean, they're a tough team. Um, the Ravens and Browns are tough teams, but I, I'm going to have to really to say that the Steelers are overhyped, guys. They're not a contender. Um, they're not that great of a football team. I just I don't think I don't think they're going to make it far in the playoffs if they get out of the first round. That's 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 my take on that on the AFC. We'll, we'll
1: be talking about the Steelers Bills games a little bit later. Might might have a pick for you on that one, folks. So stay tuned there. Uh, that's the AFC. The best teams are in the AFC. I mean, chance of the AFC winning the Super Bowl this year sky high. But over in the NFC, we don't have the elite contenders that we see in the AFC. We have a good mix of good but flawed teams. Rams, Packers, Saints, Seahawks, maybe the Buccaneers. Uh, One of those teams is most likely going to qualify for the Super Bowl. Packers and Seahawks have amazing quarterbacks, questionable defenses. Seahawks, historically bad defense this year, which is uncharacteristic of a Pete Carroll team. Uh, Saints have some question marks at quarterback with Drew Brees' injury. Uh, my personal NFC pick, we saw them last night, is the Rams. Their defense is just too good. We saw the running game take charge last night. Not the biggest golf fan, but he's good enough, as he proved a couple years ago, to get you to the Super Bowl. And I like Sean McVay as a head coach.
0: Well, you know, I think you're leaving out. The NFC oh, East there, Mickey. Oh, the NFC
1: East, yeah. Uh, well, you know. Don't forget. Dallas,
0: don't forget. This, this yeah, is going to come down. It down. This Dallas is going to come is down. down.
1: Well, can I. Uh, you can. You
0: know. <laughs> Tee it Dallas
1: is, up. Dallas was done once Stack went down. Philly's been a, just a flaming heap of garbage this year. Uh, it's between the Giants and the Washington football team for division. I know the football teams looked great. They knocked off the Steelers last week. Uh, that defense is coming around. Alex Smith, comeback player of of all time, with what he's come through to get back on the field this year. Maddie, you're in DC. What's the buzz about the football team?
0: Yeah, well, I think the people are feeling pretty good this week. Uh, it's probably probably a little bit of uh, you know a little overhype and getting too excited and they're going to go blow it next week or whatever, but you got to like the story with Alex Smith. Um, I think everybody does, but you're looking at the skins or the the Washington football team and then the New York giants, right? They're, they're sitting atop the division. And those are the two teams that, that at the beginning of the year, everyone had pegged to, to be at the bottom. Ron Rivera, when he switched from Dwayne Haskins to Kyle Allen, and then when Allen went out, to Alex Smith instead of bringing Haskins back in, you know, the buzz around town, there was a lot of talk radio was, was debating that quite a bit. You know, do you give your, your first round pick, let them develop at, you know, three or four weeks ago, nobody thought the skins had a chance. And sorry, I keep saying the skins uh, just bear with me on this. Uh, But with Alex Smith in there, they've, they've won a few football games. They were five, what are they? Five and seven now tie with the giants. And uh, they seem to be going in the right direction um, if you look at their schedule, I think I believe they got Seattle's probably the only game you would look at and say they're definitely not going to win that game. The others, you kind of feel like they might have a shot with the way they've been playing the last few weeks. So keep an eye out for uh, the Washington football team to to maybe make some noise and sneak into these playoffs as a sub 500 football team.
1: Well, Alex Smith is a good quarterback. His legs proven to be able to hold up to the pressure this year in the NFL so if he's playing good and that defense is continuing to play good they have a shot to win that division uh speaking of games huge games this weekend we already teased the Bills and Steelers we got the Ravens Browns on Monday night football the Chiefs Dolphins is one that's looking good uh and we have some other good ones as well uh there might even be a few NFL picks later in the show so stay tuned Scotty what do you want to talk about with the with the gang this week
2: yeah, man, I've, I've got some good stuff here. But hey, before we move forward, uh, hey, Maddie, why don't you give a shout out to one of our live listeners tonight, man? I always love it when you do that. Pick one of them, man. Just give them a shout out.
0: Well, let me give a shout out to Pink Squirrel for listening. Uh, really appreciate appreciate that, and just want to say heartfelt thank you. Uh, the more people we have listening to the podcast, it just uh, it lets us know why we do this every
2: Friday night. Right on, dude. Hey, so uh, for my topic of the day. <laughs> Sorry, man. You okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> – Hey, coaching cop-outs. Just had some funny thoughts right there real quick. Co- coaching cop-outs, man. So, so tell me this, guys. Coach K, right? You, you've heard all this buzz about Coach K wanting, you know, he, he's ready to to pull Duke out from all other games aside from from non conference play, right? And uh, now that they stink, right? He's he's wanting to shut it down. They've lost they've lost two games already, right? Are they copping out, right? And now you've got what about Harbaugh, right? Michigan dunking out on Ohio State, right? Kirk, Kirk Street called it, and he was catching all that heat for saying that, right? And calling that, and now like the rumor mills have really started. And uh, my Norvell, what, two weeks ago at Florida State, right? Duck and Clemson in Virginia in back-to-back weeks, right? Um, do you guys think this is really coaches, they're looking out for their team's best interest because they're concerned about COVID? Or do you think this is they're looking out for their own tails because they realize they don't have teams to, to, to feel that's going to be able to compete this year?
0: Well, you know, I look at it, and, and I had a comment on on Coach K's decision. You know, he, I guess, after after losing to Illinois, he came out and questioned why why they're even playing basketball. And being around sports and seeing sports, my general take is this season: if 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 you don't think we should be playing, if you're not comfortable playing, you're not comfortable coaching, you're not comfortable with any of that. You know what? You have the choice and the option to say, hey, I'm going to take the season off. I'm going to sit out. I'm going If you're Coach gay, you can let your assistant coaches run the show. Nobody would fault you. We've seen some players opt out already. So for him to sort of come out and question that, to me, seems like he's passing the buck and wanted someone else to make that call. And he was trying to encourage and lobby someone else bigger than him to make the call that would shut down not just Duke basketball, but really all of NCAA basketball. And I, I, I disagree with that maneuver. I think have the gut step up. If you don't think Duke basketball should be playing, shut it down. Let other adults make the decisions for their programs. And don't try and push some entity like the NCAA to shut everyone else down across the country because the situation is very different across the country, different states, different regions, different schools. So I did see he followed up, and they withdrew from their non-conference play. Fair enough you know, that's his decision to make kudos on that. Uh, They're still going to play the ACC, but someone like coach K have a lot of respect for him as a coach. Uh, He's got a lot of class. I think this is, this was one uh, situation where maybe, maybe he missed the mark a little bit with that. What he should have just come out and said is, you know what? I I don't think we're comfortable playing uh, and we're going to cut out some extra games and and leave that, that and make that decision himself. So that was my take on, on coach K, but Mickey, you and I are talking about this one, and up in uh, in the Midwest with old Jim Harbaugh and University of Michigan, Kirk, Kirk Street kind of laying the groundwork for U of M maybe copping out of, of the game. We did see it come to fruition. There's rumors that uh, Michigan maybe could have played that game, that they weren't really hitting certain thresholds. Now, that's those are rumors. Haven't seen that hard-reported uh, – through ESPN or anybody like that, at least as far as I've seen, but what's your take on, on Mr. Harbaugh and company?
1: Well, Michigan practice Tuesday, signs were looking positive. Wednesday, they shut it down again. Uh, Kirk street floated this a couple weeks ago and, you know, our coaches coaches know what they have. They know if their team's ready to play they know if their players heads are in the game, they tend to have a, a clue what, what they're leading their squad into my question, and, and I think this could be an honest question, is are coaches using COVID to duck out of a of a, a beatdown that they may face, whether it's Florida State Hosting Clemson, is it Michigan ducking Ohio State? These are coaches that are rec- trying to recruit the same players. Are we are we seeing these coaches not having that game on the ledger to look better. I'll tell you one coach who, if hindsight's 2020 should have copped out, is Kevin Sumlin down in Arizona after they lost 70 to 7 to the Herm Edwards Arizona State Sun Devils tonight. Hate to see it. I hope I hope everyone's acting in good faith, but there is some skepticism that some of these coaches are using COVID as a means to opt out and miss playing these games where they expect to get just absolutely throttled by a much better team.
0: Well, and, and, you know, we also saw, you know, you talk about Arizona, Arizona State and stuff, Uh, you know, the, the Florida State Clemson one, you know, what got me on that one was just how Dabo sort of just kept coming back to it, Scotty, I thought that was. I thought that was pretty funny. So um, I enjoyed it. You know, I don't know if Florida State. You know, if you're Clemson, I'd be I'd be upset that it, we dropped $300,000 on travel and all that stuff. But I, I felt bad for the team that was going to play Clemson. I know some people thought maybe, maybe it was too much of a distraction going into that game, but I think they just – Florida State poked the bear with that and dabble and company were going to take it out on whoever they played next week.
1: Yeah, that's an that's interesting point. Remains to be seen. But uh, let's keep moving, moving along here. We got some games of interest this week, some key cancellations, some big matchups this Saturday. Matty, you're leading the segment. Take it away.
0: Yeah, well, let's talk. About, uh, we'll just run through some of these key cancellations. So the big one, everyone knows the game, number four, Ohio State, was going to host Michigan. That's off. Number five, Texas A&M was going to host Old Miss. That one's off. Cincinnati and Tulsa, number eight versus number 24. That was a big group of five game. It's not going to be played. And we have Oklahoma, West Virginia in the Big 12, along with Texas at number 20 and Kansas. And the other ranked team I saw was Indiana was originally going to host Purdue. All those games are canceled. There's a few more, but these are the ones that included ranked teams. So what's left? I um, was looking through the docket here and, and got a few games. I got six listed down here. We don't have to touch on all of them, gentlemen, but uh, I figured we'd we'd start with a couple. Um, In SEC land, Scotty is there. I'll give you two games, and why don't you pick one, and and I want to hear your take on it. So we got number nine, Georgia, at number 25, Missouri, and we got LSU visiting the swamp, number six, Florida. Pick one of those and break it down.
2: Yeah, I would say uh, looking at that in Georgia-Missouri game, that's a big line, um, you know. I was towards the beginning of the year when I was talking about Missouri and Florida, right? I, w- I was kind of saying that Missouri was sneaky good, that w- and that was that was back what about six weeks ago, closer to the beginning of the season when I thought Missouri was going to give give uh, Florida a run for their money. They didn't, but since that since that game, Missouri's improved every week. Um, I think it's going to be an awesome game. I think it's going to be really competitive, and um, so I think that's going to be something to watch. I think that's going to be the game to watch in the SEC this week. Um, you know, the, the, the real quick on the Florida LSU. And I do, I think Missouri, I'm, I don't know, I'm not certain I'm going to put money on this game or not, but I, I do think that Missouri keeps it, keeps it closer in that 13 and a half point spread. Um, Florida LSU, I mean, Florida's going to win that game handily. Um, again, I don't know if it's going to be about 23 and a half points, but I, I don't think that, uh, I don't think LSU can come close to hanging with them guys.
0: Excellent. Uh, over in the ACC, we got number 17, North Carolina. Uh, They're getting three points going and visiting number 10 Miami over under on that uh, around 67 and a half. Last I saw Mickey, what's your take on this ACC matchup?
1: Yeah, this one has all the makings of being one of the best games of the week. Love the QB matchup. Both teams are coming in hot. There's potentially an orange bowl berth at stake here, depending how Clemson, Notre Dame turns out last year's game in Chapel Hill was a 28 to 25 North Carolina win We've talked a lot about the Tar Heel offense this season, and for good reason. They're second in the ACC points per game at 41. Uh, They're going to Miami. Miami's undefeated at home. They're going to drop one game this year. Uh, They have a defensive front that can disrupt. uh, Their defensive front can disrupt Sam Howell. Good things are going to happen for the Hurricanes. Uh, This is one of my picks later on, so I can't tip my hat here, but it should be a good game.
0: Excellent. Another game. uh, I was going to touch on this one real quickly. Number fifteen USC at UCLA. Uh, USC's given up two and a half points. Total points around sixty-two. This is just a big classic Pac-12 rivalry game. It's always been a fun one to watch. Um, you know, usually you have USC's usually up there pretty a little bit higher, but classic rivalry game, West Coast game. USC is undefeated, four zero, so they look to re- remain unbeaten. They're sitting at number fifteen. If they can win this game and go win a Pac-12 championship game depending on what shakes out in front of them, they could maybe sneak up around number nine, 10, 11, or 12, and, and maybe sneak into a new year's six bowl. Uh, so I, I, to me, that's why, what I think I would be, be kind of watching for. Um, Mickey, when you're looking at this, anything else that you see?
1: Uh, you know, I, I dug into this one. I picked it as well. Uh, the one thing I learned is UCLA is turning a corner under Chip Kelly. They're three and two. They might actually be good. Starting to find some consistency. Uh, both quarterbacks are questionable with injuries, but expected to play. Uh, should be another great rivalry game. Love UCLA wearing the true blue jerseys, USC in the cardinal red. Both teams wearing their home uniforms. Battle of Los Angeles. Uh, it'll be a good
2: one in the Pac-12. If uh, if USC would have started the season ranked number four, <laughs> it'd be a completely different conversation. Oh, Scotty. <laughs>
0: Oh, Scotty. Um, Well, tell you what, Scotty. uh, I'll give you this game. We got Wisconsin versus number 16, Iowa. I was – last I saw I was getting two and a half points, but, Mickey, did you say this line was moving?
1: Oh, this line's moved big time. Iowa opened as a two and a half point favorite. The line swung over to the Badgers, who are currently a two and a half point favorite. Uh, And my question is, is Wisconsin good? They creamed Michigan. They looked amazing in their opener against the Illini, but they couldn't move the ball against Northwestern. And Indiana shut them down. Iowa's won five in a row. Uh, I just don't know uh, why Wisconsin's now the favorite. They have won four in a row in this series. Expecting that to change this year, though.
0: Yeah, and I thought uh, you know maybe maybe teams maybe defenses have started to figure out you know Graham Mertz, his freshman quarterback comes in has a big debut. To win a couple games, but like you said, the last couple games are a little rocky. And there was buzz out of Wisconsin. I was looking at some of the some of the local local blogs that follow the team up there, and they're talking that uh, I believe their quarterback Jack Cone, that they may go to him if if Mertz is, is shaky. He's had I think six turnovers the last two games, and and Cohn was the guy who was going to be the starter until I believe he broke his foot. And that's what pushed Mertz in, into action. So that's kind of where my head is. I wonder if defense has just kind of figured out Mertz a little bit because he, he has had those turnovers in the last couple games. And, and was a good football team. They, they played well. And uh, these two teams always have a slugfest. It's usually like 17 to 14 when it's all said and done. But it uh, should be a fun one to watch. Scotty, are you yeah. going to be
2: watching this one? Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in this game. It's, it's going to be uh, – you know, it should be a good game. Wisconsin's got a great run, D. I always got one of the best running games, attacks, in, in, in college football. Um, so, the weather's going to be nasty, guys. Um, and so, I, I expect it to be a super low-scoring game here, okay? And I was getting some of that news uh, from my main man, C. Cash, actually. He was kind of he was kind of giving me some insight on this on this game, on, on some – and what Goose. it's going to look like, and he thinks it's going to be low scoring, low scoring game.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, well, I was looking at this game earlier. I saw that the total points was forty-one and a half when I was looking at it, and my gut was thinking the under, and that's that's a pr- pretty low total. But you look at some of these scores these teams have. So, so who's Charlie? What? Wh- who's Cash taking in this? Or so is he taking the over under? Is he looking at uh, right. at the spread?
2: He's going under. He's
0: going under forty-one and a half. All right. All yeah, right. I
2: mean, I, you know, I've been talking with him a lot here this week because he's got he's he's eyeing a lot of games and I'm, and I'm hoping to be able to to get those picks out to you guys as soon as possible. Who knows? Maybe I can get Charlie to get those picks out himself.
0: <laughs> well, tell you what, yeah, any picks that we got, let's get them up on the website or kick him out on on Twitter. And uh, I might need to tail that that under call there. So uh, that's when I was looking at it earlier, I was kind of leaning that way, but I didn't really have the guts to pull the trigger on it. Um, but here and here and Charlie Cash and the success he's had, you know, Scotty, I. I won those three in a row basketball games earlier this week. And then I come to find out, you know, I was tailing you, but you were tailing Charlie Cash on two of them.
2: So I got to give him credit where credit's due. Listen, I just tell Charlie Cash is good picks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it.
0: Well, let's move on to the the last game of interest. And this is just a classic rivalry game, arguably the best rivalry in college football. We're not really talking football in this case. We're just talking uh, two iconic programs. And, and of course we're talking the army Navy game Army's uh, going to be giving up uh, seven and a half points uh, when I was looking last and <laughs> talk about low scoring game. This one, uh, total points, 37 and a half. I believe last year they scored 38 points total. I think it was a 31 seven win uh, for, uh, I, I'm drawing a blank on it, it was a Navy last year, I believe. And uh, I know the, uh, the last couple of last three years, I believe this game's all hit the under, and the total points are around 42 or 44 or something like that. Uh, I think the big news is, you know, this game was going to be played in Philadelphia tradition. I believe they play it at, was it Veterans Memorial Field or whatever they call that now, whatever, whatever corporate dot com name it is. But they moved the game to West Point, I believe, because of some of the COVID issues. So but Mickey, I know you're tracking this one. Uh, what do you like about it? What do you like about this rivalry?
1: What is there not to like about this one? When these teams get together, we see the best out of all the players on the field. Uh, it's just a wonderful game, such a rich tradition. Uh, you mentioned it's in West Point this year, but both the cadets and the midshipmen will, become, midshipmen will be coming off Minneapolis, will be in full force, so we'll still be treated to the rich pageantry that accompanies this one. I don't want to give away my pick. But when you have such a low-scoring game and Army's favored by seven and a half, that just raises an eyebrow uh, with Navy being touchdown dog. Are you picking on this one later,
0: Mickey? I'll be, I'll be picking on this one. Excellent, Scotty. Do you got any any notes you have on Army Navy? Anything you want to want to say? Yeah,
2: it would be hard to bet the under on thirty-seven and a half points. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's tough. I, I was looking at this yeah, one too, yeah. and talk about you know. But if there is a
0: game, you know, both these teams triple option. They run the ball. They play defense against a triple option every day in practice, right? You know, so they they know each other, and uh, they've been gearing up for this one. So that'll be a fun one to watch. Is Charlie Cash? Do you know if he's got if he's got a play on this game?
2: He 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 don't he doesn't have a play on this game. Now, too okay. comfortable on this one either, man.
0: I hear that. Well, tell you what, Mickey. I think it's time we kick it over to our picks.
1: Yeah, let's get into the money-making picks. Scotty, you've been on fire with your picks. NFL, college basketball, college football, it doesn't matter. You're the sports bets fun version of King Midas, except everything you touch turns to green.
2: (laughs) Bro, that's a fact boys over the past two weeks i am 16 and 3 and if you aren't telling me that's a bad call hey so let's get going here man i'm gonna try to keep this streak rolling this week here we go my first pick for you tennessee i'm taking my balls at minus 14 over bandy me and charlie cash agree on this next one colorado minus two and a half over utah bet on that okay for b-ball i'm gonna give you a b-ball pick tomorrow we got illinois minus two taking the line out over missouri i'm gonna give you an nfl pick college football college basketball how about let's go some nfl i'm gonna take indianapolis over the raiders and they are they are three-point favorite and he's a three-point favorite i'm taking the colts guys get your bet in now get your scotty B good lock of the week Clemson, lock it in at nine. It's nine and a half right now over Notre Dame. They are going to crush them. I'm actually getting ready to take out a second mortgage. I'm gonna get some equity out of my home so I can just bet my house on this entire game, right? And I'm I'm telling you guys, that's it. And I know what everybody's been waiting on all week. It hit last week, why not again? But not, hey guys, I'm not gonna give you one. I'm gonna give you two. That's right, I'm gonna double down on my triple D. On double-digit dogs of the week, here we go. Get ready. We are going to take Minnesota. Nebraska. Minnesota is a ten and a half point dog. They're going to cover that spread. They may win straight up. That's the one. My second pick. I'm going with Michigan State. Fourteen and a half point dogs playing Penn State. I'm picking State on Ed this Mickey, one, guys. Beat
1: you that oh so delicious. Thing. <laughs> A technical error.
2: <laughs> that's right. Hey, you're gonna—if you bet on these games, you're gonna have enough steak to feed your entire freaking family for a year. Get
1: a, get a little wagyu in
2: there. <laughs> and that's my picks, boys. Get on it. Hey, if I call it, I'm telling you to bet on it. It's gotta be good. Scott, you made money on those triple D, double digit
1: dog picks uh, the last two weeks. So I'm going to get on those myself. Uh, pumped about them. Love the picks. Folks, you should definitely follow Scotty on Twitter, at ScottyBets. Follow SportsBetsFun on Twitter, at SportsBetsFun. And check out SportsBetsFun.com. We got unique, original, authentic content we're putting out on a daily basis there. Highly recommend it. Hey, it's that time of the week. Today, I've got four college football picks, including my steak dinner boom lock of the week, and I'm coming at you with two NFL picks. That's right, six total picks tonight. Boys, it's time to tee it high and let it fly. We're starting in the NFL. We got the Cowboys at the Bengals. We got two hopeless teams. Another road favorite with the Cowboys, giving three and a half to the pitiful Bengals. Key storyline here, Andy Dalton returning to Cincinnati as he leads the Cowboys offense. I like the spot here with the Red Rifles return and expect the Cowboys to play with a little bit more gusto in support of their quarterback as he will have money on the board on this one. How about them Cowboys? I'm laying the points here at three and a half. Sunday night, Steelers, Bills. Scotty said the Steelers are frauds even though they're 11 and one. Bills, nine and three. They're playing great ball right now. This is a scintillating matchup. Bills are given a point and a half, but this line's been moving as money comes in on Pittsburgh. Again, Pittsburgh, 11 and one, coming off a loss. Mike Tomlin usually rebounds and has the team ready to go. But here's the thing. They've not looked apart over the past couple of weeks. The Bills are gonna be jacked up for this one. They're playing at home. They're riding a high with two straight 10 point wins, including Monday night against the Niners right now lines one and a half that line may move to the bills being a home dog i don't know but i'm on let's go buffalo i'm taking it at minus one and a half now and i'm going to keep watching this one if a better line comes out i'm going to jump on it again as well those are my nfl picks this week could have some more i'll be dropping on twitter before the games on sunday but that's where i'm starting now it's time to head to the college game we're heading to the left coast out in california preview this one. The Battle of Los Angeles, USC, UCLA. USC giving two and a half. Dorian Thompson Robinson's been electric in Chip Kelly's offense and the Bruins are averaging about 430 yards and 32 points a game. Trojans undefeated coming off a 38 to 13 waxing of Washington State are just clicking right now in Graham Harrell's offense. I'm expecting Caden Slovis to go. I love the kid's moxie. Barring a surprise with his injury and him not going, I'm all in, I'm fight on here. Going full Trojan man, and I'm laying the points with USC minus two and a half. Laying the points. Next game,
0: we got North Carolina. Trojan man laying the points. (laughs) I'm just starting to throw Mickey off here.
1: (laughs) Next game, we got North Carolina at Miami. Miami, favorite at home by two and a half. That makes sense. We got Sam Howell. We got Derrick King. Yo, the quarterbacks here are as advertised. For me, UNC is on the rise. They're the better team. Miami's look sloppy this season. They've had close wins against Virginia Tech, NC State, and Virginia. The only notable opponent they played this year was Clemson, and that went poorly. The data points to an outright Carolina win. I like North Carolina here getting two and a half. Road dog, baby. Let's go. Next, we got America's game. Army, Navy, not much more needs to be said. Army's giving seven and a half, are you serious? This rivalry, again, it brings out the best in both teams. I'm shocked that Navy is a seven and a half point dog here. Army's gonna attempt to march through Navy's defenses, but the midshipman will launch a few cruise missiles from the USS Kenny Niamatololo, and it'll be just enough to cover. Go Navy, beat Army, taking Navy, getting seven and a half in the Army-Navy game. Hey guys, you guys, you guys getting hungry? (laughs) Feed (laughs) us that steak, Jakey, feed (laughs) us that steak. You're looking for a little steak? Well, I don't have any, I don't have just any regular cut of meat for you this week. The Steak Dinner Boom Lock is certified USDA Prime. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) We're going down to Louisville, Kentucky. Not Louisville, Louisville. We got to fill that mouth full of marble, Louisville. Wake Forest roll it in the towel as one one and a half point dogs to take on the Cardinals. Tell you what, if you're a Louisville fan, it's been a week. Coach Satterfield found himself in hot water after saying he wasn't gonna interview for the South Carolina job. But then he goes out and interviews for the South Carolina job. Uh-oh, my man has to then issue a few awkward apologies to the team and fans. The AD was none too pleased. This is what we in the business call a distraction. To the game, Louisville's been up and down this season. They come into it losing three of their past four. They haven't played in two weeks. They're three and seven. Meanwhile, Wake, four and three, they're looking at a bowl game here and have finished the season over 500. Wake Forest does not give up big plays on defense. The defense is third in the ACC at forcing turnovers and Louisville turns the ball over, whereas Wake Forest, craziest stat I've seen in researching games this week, has only one turnover in seven games played this season. The Demon Deacons to win the turnover battle. Defense, or I'm sorry, on offense, Wake Forest plays fast, averaging 78 plays a game and 37 points a contest. Uh, Third best in the ACC behind Clemson and North Carolina. I love the spot here for the Demon Deacons team with everything Louisville's got swirling this week. The Demon Deacons are going to sneak in there. I have them, Wake Forest, plus one and a half is my steak dinner boom lock. And as you all know, there's only one right way to eat a steak with a smile on your face and cold hard cash in your pocket because you took my advice in one B. Let's go, everybody. All right, Maddie, I'm gonna kick it over to you. What's your action this week?
0: Well, before I get into that, I just want a gentleman, awesome job. Uh, Scotty, I love how you're basically picking bets on every sport and looking at that and you're going to be picking winners. I'm, I'm looking at that basketball, football, NFL, all that stuff, Mickey, you too, man. I love digging into these NFL games as well as the college games. So we got a lot of picks for people and we got to make sure we get these up on the website so people can, can track them all and, and, uh, tail us a little bit. So I've got seven picks I'm going to give you for those of you that follow the show, you know, this, uh, we have the money bets model. Uh, and these are the picks I'm going to give you. It's hitting on 63.8% of the picks. Uh, uh, ROI currently is 267%. And I'll give you seven tonight. Uh, there's a, a few more games I'm looking at. So be sure to follow me on Twitter at MattyMoneyBets in case I drop a few more before uh, kickoff tomorrow. And we're looking at over-under plays. Here we go. We talked a little bit earlier about, oh, you know what? Before I get into this, I dropped the pick. San Jose State. This wasn't in the Maddie Money bets, but San Jose State returned the opening kickoff of the second half back, so it's only a 20 to 14 ball game. So I'm liking what I'm seeing with that so far. Room for those Spartans to come back here. I got uh, I got them straight up to win. But back to the money bets model: App State at Georgia Southern. The total is 45 points. That's it's it's kind of a low total, but we're going to be taking the under here. Georgia Southern's quarterback, uh, Shea Wirtz, he's missed missed last game and he's questionable for this game. He injured his throwing shoulder a few weeks back, came back, re-injured it. Uh, he's a senior, he's got two TDs away from breaking the school record and passing TDs. Gotta think uh, he's gonna play if at all possible. Uh, but if he doesn't go, uh, their backup is gonna be in there and they're gonna be running the ball a lot. And even if he does go, they're gonna be protecting that shoulder. So expect them to run the ball. They like to run the ball and milk the clock. App State's coming off a crushing loss on Friday night. They're on the road. Uh, They do run the ball well, too, so we got two teams here that that rely on the run, and I expect the clock to tick away a little bit. It's a rivalry game, just a limited number of points. I'm taking the under 45 on the App State-Georgia Southern game. San Diego State at BYU. We're taking the over. 47 is the total. The model's predicting 67. So that's a pretty big swing. Just gotta trust the model on that one. I'm looking at BYU to bounce back after that loss to Coastal Carolina last week. You know, they only had about a day or two to prep for that game. Not really a good chance to see what what the, the shots are going to throw at them defensively. They've had full time to prepare here against San Diego State. Uh, so I'm liking that. I think BYU's offense. I mean, when they're clicking, they're clicking. They can put up 40 plus points in this game. Uh, so we're taking the over 47 on that. To the MAC. Talk a little MACtion. Central Michigan at Mickey's alma mater, Toledo.
1: The Rockets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the uh, total points in this one's 53. Both teams are averaging over 30 points on offense. But what I really like is that. The Chippewas defense has given up over 30 points a game as well. Toledo's got a good offense, really strong passing attack, ravaging over 338 yards a game. I believe that ranks in the top 10. Uh, I expected Toledo to get up early. That's going to force Central Michigan have to throw the ball as well. More passes means more plays, which typically means more points. We're taking over uh, 53. Model's predicting 65 on that one as well. Uh, in the Big Ten. I'll just give you, I got four more games. I'll just give you these so we can move through this. We got Rutgers at Maryland, under 58. Both teams are pretty bad. So, Uh, in the ACC, Duke at Florida, I'm taking the under 57. Coastal Carolina at Troy, I'm taking over 51 and a half. And Alabama-Arkansas in the SEC, 68 and a half points is a lot, but Alabama's putting them up big and Arkansas has got a little bit better team than they've had in past years. So, taking the over 68.5 points with Alabama-Arkansas. There you have it, folks. Those are our picks for the week. Uh, Mickey, anything we miss?
1: You know, keep an eye out for more content this weekend on sportsbetsfun.com. We'll have tonight's picks posted. Johnny Dobbs coming back uh, with his Sunday NFL action. Scotty's going to have more basketball action. He's got more NFL action. I'll have more as well. And as an added bonus, but wait, there's more. We might even unleash Charlie Cash upon the world with his picks and insights. Will be a fun weekend. Can't wait to share more with our fans.
0: That's excellent. Scotty, anything to add before we get out of here?
2: Yeah, I just want to encourage everybody, make sure you continuously check out the website, sportsbetfund.com. Follow us on Twitter, at ScottyBets, because, guys, these are just a few of the picks we're releasing. We'll be dropping them all weekend long.
0: That's awesome. We're looking forward, looking forward to the picks this weekend, looking forward to all the action, following all the games. And we're looking forward to doing this all again next week. So until then, as Scotty said, follow all the action on Twitter and on the website, uh, sportsbetsfun.com. Have fun watching the games this weekend. We hope you all make a little bit of money. For Mickey Reno and Scotty Betts and our friends Johnny Dogs and Charlie Cash, I'm Maddie Money. Thanks for tuning in to Sports Bets fun.
2: Peace.